0: Voices of VR podcast. Hello, my name is Ken Bai and welcome to the Voices of VR podcast. So in today's episode, I'm going to be trying to give a broad overview of all the various different XR events that are happening at South by Southwest, especially the XR competition, as well as the spotlight. So there's 33 different experiences that I had a chance to talk to the lead programmer, Blake hammond to talk about each of the different programs, as well as the surrounding events. There is an online portion to South by Southwest. So if you are not going there in physical reality, then there are going to be around 18 experiences that are available on VAST, and that's a little over half of all the different program and then there's a number of different online programs and events that are also happening within VRChat so once you sign up it's a little bit confusing but I think if you get like a $519 online program it gives you access to all sorts of other things including the film festival and music programs and a lot of the interactive conferences and the keynotes and lots of other stuff but including also the online portion which is a VR chat world that you can get access to there's special events that are happening in those different VR chat worlds as well as different music programs that are happening and you get access to VAST. It's a little confusing to sort all that out and I'll hopefully have a lot of the links down in the description that you can have a one-stop shop to be able to help find all the different links into the programs and all the additional information. I was actually invited by Blake to be on the jury for South by Southwest competition, which means that they're paying for my hotel to be able to be there from March 11th to March 16th. I otherwise was not planning on going. It's not cheap to go to South by Southwest and it's still in the middle of a pandemic. And so I was a little bit hesitant, but given the opportunity to go, there's a lot of the experiences that are not going to be made available online. So I figured I'd go and be able to both experience what's happening there as well as, you know, see a lot of the stuff that I've been really looking forward to, like mirror shot and doing these mixed reality, virtual reality experiences where they'll have these live concerts that are happening on Monday. And uh, yeah, lots of new music stuff that's happening here. A number of different concerts that are happening online from Vroom. I've got a chance to see as a sneak peek, and they're really pushing the edge of what's possible when it comes to immersive music. So it's kind of a big theme this year and this year's program. And uh, yeah, just had a chance to talk to Blake about this year's program and some of the themes and highlights, and specifically each of the different programs that are in competition, as well as the spotlight. So that's what we're covering on today's episode of the Voices of VR podcast. So this interview with Blake happened on Monday, March 7th, 2022. So with that, let's go ahead and dive right in.
1: I'm Blake Comerdiener. I'm the senior manager for film festival programming for XR and film at South by Southwest. I oversee all of our XR experience exhibition and our XR experience worlds presented by Fluff World this year, actually, which is pretty exciting. And then... Alongside a bunch of other fun film stuff. So
0: the South by Southwest is having physical gatherings that's coming up here, doing all the normal things that Southwest Southwest is known and loved for in Austin, but there's apparently going to be also some aspects of the virtual XR program that's going to be available in a hybrid format. So maybe we'll start there with what's going to be available for people to see when it comes to the XR program this year at South by Southwest 2022.
1: Yeah. So it, first off, it's just so exciting to be back in person. And so we really wanted to be sure and do a big full focus on bringing South by Southwest back to Austin. We're coming in full force. So we're kind of in great timing. We're really excited and people are excited to be here. So everybody's going to be around in Austin. But then at the same time, you know, we learned so much from last year when we put on our virtual event that we really wanted to bring some of those highlights and some of the great things to our audiences who can't be with us. And that includes a lot of the XR experience programs or projects that we'll be playing. So one of the big hits from last year and that we definitely are updating and moving forward with this year is our XR experience worlds presented by Fluff World, and that's all in VR chat. So we'll have a new look on our VR chat worlds where we worked with Vroom again, and they do such a great job and they helped us build another super exciting world. It's so much fun. I can't wait for people to get in there to see it. So alongside that, we're utilizing a a new platform called Vast, where we'll be hosting a lot of our six-stop projects and 360 videos. And that'll be where you'll be able to go in and check out projects from our XR Experience competition and XR Experience Spotlight alongside. One of our special events is actually going to be in there as well, where we're going to build out an NFT gallery, which I've been working on, which you'll be able to experience in Austin as well as in Vast.
0: Okay, so Vast, my understanding is that it's a project from Eddie Lau, I know he's been doing the Sandman VR Festival in China that he's brought me out to one of the years, but I met him at Sundance a number of years ago, actually. And so he's been doing a lot of really amazing work with immersive storytelling in China, but apparently this is a new distribution platform as I guess there's other alternatives that have been out there in terms of Museum of Other Realities. Some of the festivals have been using and some people just referencing people off to Viveport or linking to links to Oculus platform. And so it's been a little bit of a mishmash of trying to get access to some of these remote experiences. And so maybe you could just explain how you're integrating with VAST for how people are going to, is it going to be like similar to the Museum of Other Realities method where you're going into this immersive space and then downloading the program? Is it a similar thing where you're going to go off and download things from Viveport? So yeah, just trying to get a sense of how this is going to be all set up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we were excited to work with Eddie because he came to building the platform out of, like you said, working with his Sandman Festival. And so he built the platform with kind of a festival mentality in mind. And so we we're just super excited to explore with him, you know, this opportunity. And it is a, so it's a social VR platform in there. You'll be able to download each individual project as you'd like directly from the vast system, and then you'll be able to watch it through the vast system as well and so this way it keeps everything nice and secure and at the end of the festival you know that'll be your last opportunity to see the project so if you kind of want to run it through the event it'll be up I think we have it set from March 12th through the 20th is i do believe the date so we kind of like a little bit offset there because we'll be opening in person on the 13th with a little preview on the 12th and so we wanted to kind of fit within that but then also give it a little additional opportunity after the physical exhibition closes on the 15th of March. And then you'll get a few extra days. Like if you missed anything, go back and check it out for those who are in person as well.
0: One follow-up question is how much of the program is going to be made available on the virtual platform versus what's going to be only in the physical installations at South by Southwest?
1: There's a good percentage actually. So it's not everything. There are some projects that won't be available that will only be available in person. And while most everything, you know, like don't quote me on this, but I want to say like maybe roughly 70% of the program is in there. And then there's a handful that while they're not going to be in VAST, they'll be available to access to our badge holders through various, like the Oculus platforms. And you can go direct for some of them. There's some apps that you'll be able to go direct and get through their own websites, but for our badge holders and kind of listed behind our paywall.
0: So Yeah, I guess I'm going to be there as a juror and I'm actually, as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about maybe I'll just bring a laptop and then be able to have like my PC VR rig because, you know, (laughs) being there to see things in person has its advantages, but sometimes disadvantages when it can be difficult to see everything. So it'll be kind of interesting to have the hybrid type of experience while I'm actually there at South by Southwest as well. That's
1: actually one of the things I'm most excited about because across events, quite often, you know, trying to get into the VR projects that you want to see can be challenging, right? And this actually creates a new level of access for not only our attendees that can't come, but for our attendees who can come, but can't get in, right? So there's like a whole new level of access there for these projects, which haven't had that access in the past, you know, sometimes almost exclusive, right? Because there's some longer projects who, you know, only 50 people might see it in a full event. But this gives that extra access that I'm really excited about for all of our attendees.
0: Okay. And, and are you going to be having meetups again, like you did last year in the VR chat worlds? And what are the other types of things that you're going to be having within VR chat? And
1: yes. So VR chat's been, it's uh, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff. We had a little bit more time to kind of work in it. We're going to have some of the similar things where we'll do some live in person meetups. We'll do some live in person, like avatar based panel sessions. you can find all that at, The contemporary XR version, because, you know, we'll have several venues scattered through. But then we're also going to have some really cool live artist performances that you'll be able to find. We're going to have some like super cool parties. We're going to close it out with like an all night party where we're blending actually with a party that's happening live in France and Paris. So we're going to kind of bring the two worlds together. There's some super exciting stuff in there, I think.
0: And so there's something also new that I've noticed in the structure of the program, and maybe it's been there all along and I just haven't noticed it, but you have like the competition for the different pieces that are in competition. And then you have the spotlight and then you have some other special, like the NFT gallery that you mentioned. And then I noticed that there was a whole new set of interactive prototypes that are going to be featured. And so maybe you could just give us an outline of the different categories of these immersive experiences that you're featuring here at this year's festival.
1: Yeah, this has been a constant evolution, honestly. Like we've always had like a couple of pieces out of competition, and then we've had like some years where like most everything was in competition. And then, you know, last year's was our first year to really like do like a hard split between a smaller number of competition films and then a, a larger spotlight section, right? And so this year, our competition film was be made up, I think, twelve world premiere projects, and then our spotlight competition will have like an array of stuff that actually you know we took a little bit of freedom this year I think because so many projects at the start of the pandemic lost the ability to showcase their work to people who did not have headsets you know which is a large part of our attendee base it's like one of the special things about Southvine about being able to come in person and see stuff is it it opens your audience to a lot of these like the non-VR industry people and or people who have already like adopted to the VR mediums and so there's a different type of access so we invited a few projects who people may have seen back pre-pandemic or just as the pandemic was getting started. And we're really excited to offer the opportunity for those projects to find new audiences and for our audience to be able to find those projects. So there's that. And then our special events section, because there's so many, I don't know the the immersive medium is so wide and there's, I don't know, there's just so many new things constantly evolving. And we decided to add in our special events section. So we're doing, one we're super excited about is our NFT gallery, where we're we had several different curators come in and curate different selections of NFTs and they'll we'll have some creator conversations there or curator conversations where they'll come in and speak about the NFTs that they curated for their portion of the gallery. And that's throughout the 13th, 14th and 15th as well. And then we're going to have some uh, special events inside VR chat, like some dome specific projects, like virtual dome projects, which are really fun and exciting. And some other live-based events, as well as actually Mirror Shot, The band MiroShot is going to be doing one of their performances, one of their VR-based performances at a venue called the Hideout Theater. They'll have one night where they'll be showcasing it maybe five or six times, which will be super fun, super awesome, which was something we were going to do in 2020 with them. And we were all set and ready to go <laughs> and before the cancellation in 2020. And so we're really, really excited to be able to showcase their work here in Austin.
0: Yeah, I've been in touch with Roman of Mirror Shot for a number of years, and I'm really, really looking forward to being able to see some of the first performances for myself, at least. I know they've been doing these kind of like secret shows where they've had these kind of hybrid playing live music while at the same time you're immersed within VR. So this hideout theater that's going to be there in Austin, I guess on Monday, there's going to be like five or six shows. So I'm looking forward to being able to see what he's been up to. And also wrist brand is another thing that I guess he's been working on as well.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And we're super excited to have them down. I've been waiting for it for so long.
0: (laughs) Yeah, me too. Well, um, maybe we should dive in first with the competition and then maybe just kind of talk through things. And maybe a good way to break this up is by genre from like 360 video to like live performances. And we'll start with the types of experiences that require people to sign up, because those are always the ones that are the hardest to see. So maybe we'll start there I know I saw there was a, a gumball dance that's going to be a VR chat immersive theater from the Ferryman okay. Collective. And so maybe you could just start with gumball and then go from there from other either live ticketed performances.
1: Okay. <laughs> this is going to be fun for the jury. I know y'all are going to have a great time with this. So we will starting with our competition because they're going to have a lot of apples and oranges here, right? So that um, you're going to have to <laughs> compare and contrast. Gumball Dreams being the first one. It's a live theater performance we're super excited about. It's like a performance for three people at a time. We'll be doing several different performances each day. And so it's just like a fantastic, like amazing world that they built in VR chat that just instantly drew me in and you know a lot of fun puzzles. It's like a really fun, interactive, new way to do theater, to have a live performance, honestly. And I'm so excited for people to see it. Let's get into some mixed stuff, okay? Because that's the main one that's ticketed in competition, right? We'll get to some other ticketed in the other sections. Let's see, Choctaw Code Talkers is super interesting because it first came to me as like a kind of 360, mobile 360 project. And they'll be showcasing it that way, but they'll also be showcasing it in headset. It's gonna have a really amazing installation, I think. It's gonna, be super touching. It's pretty short, but it's it had so much depth to it. It's a story about a troop of Choctaw First Nations group that went in World War One and were sent kind of to the front lines. And then all of a sudden, some of the heads hear them speaking in their native language and instantly thought that they could use this to help save many troops as they were going through. And they ended up actually utilizing it. Cause I know a lot of people are familiar with the Navajo code speaking in world war II, but this was actually a precursor to that in world war one. It's just beautifully done. Then we're going to have, let's see here, going back through history, I guess is kind of a good genre history of a painting. This is the second episode of that. We premiered the first episode last year. It's just a really beautiful deep dive and an old artist into their painting, into their work and into their history. And this is a, a, like I said, second episode of a series. And I'm really excited for people to be able to see this. Then we're going to go into On the Morning You Wake to the End of the World, which this was produced by Atlas Five and by Oculus. And this is a piece that was like long time in the works. Some people were able to see a small preview of it at Sundance, but we're being able to showcase for the first time, like the full project. And it's about the 38 minutes when Hawaii was given a warning of nuclear threat was imminent. And it is beautiful and touching. And I'm excited for people to be able to see that. Weird Times 360 video from the VR for Good team. Really wonderful way to explore mental health issues and some of the ways that people internalize themselves and and some of the things that can bring them out of that. It's a very touching piece. Then let's see... Hyang Jiang, Carving with Memories, is a look at how places hold memories. And it's a beautiful look at how people grow and change and then how these places can actually help mold one's person as they grow. Then let's see, Comes Alefo. All right. This is a telling of a Holocaust survivor story, kind of in a different way that I thought that was really interesting and, and from a different point of view from a survivor who fled, and it's about his journey through that space and time. Very beautiful piece. Then, let's see, more on the comic book style illustrated pieces. We'll get into Lustration VR, which is a series out of Australia. I do believe we're playing two episodes. I can't wait for people to just see it because it's a super crazy journey through an alternate reality as someone travels almost through purgatory if you will in a sense and then let's see black ice vr sci-fi crazy beautifully illustrated project that again you know in that comic book style that i'm excited for people to see and then we have back to more 360 artist related piece music based megan the stallion welcome to the hottieverse is a great way of showcasing how Musicians are moving into VR and utilizing VR to express their art. I think there's four songs we'll be showcasing videos for within that. And then with that, Red Ants VR is just like a super fun little piece. Again, how musicians are taking VR, using it to show their music in a different way. And it's super short. It's super simple. And it's freaking amazing on how you get to interact with them and interact with the music itself. It's great. And that is competition.
0: Is there paradise as well? Is that a, a- oh, paradise.
1: Thank you. Audio. I knew I was missing one. That is an audio immersive audio project done by Gabo Aurora and Darkfield. People do it together, actually. So they built a new app for it. It's going to be super interesting how people react and how it changes for everyone. And I'm super curious. to. I honestly am super curious to see how if people will do it multiple times and then see how the reaction is on each side. So... wait to see that
0: yeah Um, i know that i've had a number of different dark field experiences and they've been doing a lot of this binaural audio experimentation so i'm excited to see i mean there was a a number of years ago there was a the bose ar frames that i think helped to put a lot of spatial audio pieces so i'm I'm glad to see that there's still at least some spatial audio experimentation that's happening here and it seems like mostly vr and maybe there's some ar pieces that are out of competition and spotlight but were there any ar pieces that were in competition
1: you know, it's funny. Originally, no, no, I'll just say no. I'll say no. Originally, I thought there was one and then it was submitted kind of as one, but then it was, then I realized it wasn't really AR, but it's a beautiful piece and more on the 360 side. It's great though. So no, no AR in competition outside of that.
0: Yeah, well, I'll be there. You actually invited me to be a part of the jury. So I'm excited to be able to watch all these and to deliberate with my fellow jurors, Lauren Hammonds and Nani De La Pena. And Nani's actually going to be inducted into the South by Southwest yeah. Hall of Fame, which is really exciting for her to have her work be honored in that way. So Lauren, the former curator of the Tribeca Film Festival, now at the Time Studios Productions, uh, working on different VR projects and whatnot. So excited to watch all of these pieces. And I guess, you know, there is this, like you said, the apples and oranges. How do you compare <laughs> one <laughs> genre, one strength? And, you know, is it the emotion? Is it the technique? Is it the innovation? Cause there's so many different genres. And so it's always interesting to see like, uh, when you start to compare these next to each other, I'd say probably from looking at these pieces and knowing some of the work, but also looking at things like Tribeca Storyscapes and Sundance and Venice and at the doc lab, you know, there seems to be an aspect of storytelling that is the consistent through line amongst all of these pieces. And so At the end of the day, it's how well did they tell the story with the medium and how strong was the story and how is it a story that could only be told within the medium, I think is probably another thing that comes up, but certainly there's different things that are focusing on agency or embodiment or emotion or puzzle-like things. So I think there's a lot of aspects for how to talk about these experiences, but at least it's always interesting to watch these pieces and have that kind of deliberation process.
1: It's actually one of my favorite things and we're super honored to have you. We're so excited about our jury this year. We think that the three of y'all are top of the class in terms of your points of view and your experience within the industry. And it's actually like, I look forward to hearing that conversation every year because it's different with every jury and to see what each and every jury member picks up on is just so, so fascinating. And to hear that conversation and you're right about there is the thread of storytelling and we've always brought in kind of one more element when we're looking at stuff in terms of just like artistic representation and artistic interpretation of the medium, because especially, you know, this year, there seemed to be a lot of music and audio based stuff. And it's like, how do those artists now move into this medium, take that and help evolve and push the medium forward in a new way. It's super exciting. So I'm excited for that conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when, as I look back through the experience spotlight, like you said, it's interesting because some of these have appeared up for three two, one year ago, or some of them are brand new, haven't shown anywhere. So yeah. I've probably of these that are listed, I've seen maybe half of them and others that are are new to me that I haven't had a chance to either see or that just haven't shown anywhere yet. So maybe we could just go through the experience spotlight and talk through some of these experiences, because like you said, these are not the ones that you've elevated to the realm of competition. And maybe before we start to dive there, how do you determine what goes in the spotlight and what goes in the competition? Is it your own? pre-jury of you think it's a stronger piece or like some of them have premiered already. So maybe it's a, a factor of something that isn't like a world premiere, but what are some of the things that you factor into figuring out what goes in the competition and what goes into the spotlight?
1: That's a tough question because honestly, it's it actually like better is not the right word. This whole selection is what I consider like the best of what is around right now. Right. So, and these are all projects that I think are all strong that I want to share. So it's, so it's not about what is better? And I did have a starting point, And that starting point is, was it a world premiere, right? So that's the first and foremost. And that was the biggest, most important thing where I was able to start, look, and be like, okay, these are world premieres. I can start with these. And there we go, right? And there's, a, like, you'll notice a couple world premieres in the spotlight section. But for instance, and we'll start with Beat Day. Beat Day is a platform where this is kind of the world premiere, their VR side of the platform. But they have already been out there it's a taiwanese social platform actually for music performance which is super exciting and the vr version is just beautiful it's i think utilizing volumetric capture of the artists and it's really 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 well done it's brought out by htc studio and so that was one of my thought processes there is like a version of this has been out for a little while. And this is, this is a new iteration. It is a world premiere this new iteration, which is super exciting. That was more of the type of way that I was looking at it as more of like it's access in different ways. Another one of those is Brianna's Garden. Then AR version premiered at Tribeca this last year, right? In June, I think. But we're super excited about it. They've added new content and new captures. And this is about Brianna Taylor's family Speaking about her and honoring her, and then they've also created a VR version in AltSpace, which we're super excited to premiere as well. And so that was there. So it's like it's a world premiere of a new format and a new version for the project. So we're very excited about it as well. That is another one that you know you're going to want to get in on for sure. So we'll have both the AR version with the new content as well as the AltSpace version. So that's really like how I first looked at it whenever I was kind of dividing up the competition. I was like, make the selections, bring it what I want to showcase to the world and to our audience, and then divide it out, starting with the world premiere and kind of moving from there.
0: Nice. so maybe we'll continue to go through some of the other pieces and say a few words, just like you did on the competition. Love to hear your initial take just to help set the context for some of these pieces.
1: All right, let's see here composition. This one one is very different than most anything else that's on the floor. And it is an art installation by Vincent Morissette in collaboration with Phi in Montreal. And it's a table with projections and blocks where he's created a, a soundscape or a composition, if you will, that Individuals can, as they move and play with the blocks, change the composition. And so it's different for everybody. Every time you play it, it's going to be different because as you interact and play with each block, it's going to change the composition that you're going to listen to. Super excited about that. Then let's see here. Gondwana is a project based out of Australia where they went and mapped this beautiful forest region in Australia and then created a website that feeds data to it where it shows and mimics and plays with what is the weather patterns and everything that's happening there. And it's a 24 hour piece that feeds into it beautifully made like hand illustrated. So really yeah,
0: excited that was, about that. Uh, that premiered at Sundance where it's like 100 years of simulating the impacts yeah. of climate change yeah. over the course of 24 hours. So yes. you're apparently going to be showing this as 24 hour piece as well. And it's going to be available generally online, which I don't imagine you're going to have the, VR exhibition open 24 hours a day, but have it start and stop maybe near the beginning. So, well, it, for me, the last part of that was really interesting just to see it as it's changing, but, um, I know
1: it's just super fascinating, right? It's super fascinating. Okay. Let me, let me, let me change back. So then composition Genesis. All right. Genesis played Venice. Um, it's played several others and it's a super fast evolution. Like speaking of Gondwana, this is another super fast time-lapse version of evolution and about the story of the world as it evolves like beautifully crafted beautifully crafted a project that also played at venice has been online for a little while as well goliath playing with reality is a super touching story about the spectrum of psychosis and you know one person's experience of his psychosis and, and how he deals with it and it's just it's gorgeous it's beautiful it's so touching then let's see here green planet ar this is very exciting. This is one of the AR pieces that you'll be able to see only in person at the event. And it is the AR companion piece to the next series in the Blue Planet series with Sir David Attenborough. And this is their AR companion to that. Very excited. Like it's a massive piece and they're bringing a component of it to South by. And I'm excited for people to be able to see it. We're currently doing a run in Piccadilly Circus in London as its first run. And so then we'll be. A, North American premiere for that. Liminal Lands by Jacob Steenson. We played a project of his back in, I think, 2019 about the Kauai'o'o, which was the bird in Hawaii that went extinct in the 80s, actually, that they recorded the last song of it. It's very haunting, very beautiful. Look it up. Liminal Lands is his next project, and it's the landscape in south of France, you believe, and it's artistic simulation of the kind of the changing and everything that's happening there. Then we'll go through, let's see here, Lips of Taiwan, which played uh, Kaohsiung Film Festival, is really an exploration of women and their women's sexuality. It's a very beautifully artistic project out of Taiwan. Another piece out of Taiwan, Madam Pirate becoming a legend from Serendipity Films. This project's uh, historical look, It's really cool because they did a really interesting blend of hand-drawn animation and 360 video capture that they blended together. That was super cool. Another project in Spotlight that has been around for a little while that, you know, maybe some of the industry has seen, but again, opening it up to our other audience is Minimum Mass by Rocky Saeed. It's a story about, you know, losing a child, so miscarriage. So it's a very touching story and actually was, Honestly, it's been one of my favorite pieces for a long time. And so I'm I'm really excited to be able to showcase that to our audience. Paper Birds, from the team behind Gloomy Eyes. So good. You know, we played the first episode last year, and then we'll be playing the first and second episode this year. We're very excited to be showing that. They do such beautiful animation and such touching stories. Surviving 9 11, 27 hours under the rubble. This was honestly like one of the best 360 videos, like most touching 360 videos I've seen in a long time. I know it's been out in live for a while, but again, wanting to be able to showcase it to our audience who don't have access to headsets, it's a documentary about the last survivor who was found trapped underneath the rubble during the 9 11 attacks, and you know, beautifully crafted. Um, the choice I premiered at IDFA, and it is a woman's rights project based actually here in Austin. And they were super interesting because they were set to record it right as the pandemic hit. And so it's been developing since then. And it's such an important topic here in Texas. As many people know, Texas politicians like to make it hard for women's rights and like to take away women's rights from them. And it's, you know, we are definitely here to showcase the other side of that and help support. Everyone who's doing so. Then let's see here. The Sick Rose. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. It played Venice as well. It's a fable, a story, little claymation, like handmade, painstakingly beautiful project. It's just so gorgeous. Then I guess the last thing is gonna be our UK Canada.
0: But Mar- before you go into that, you have the persuasion machines that was originally announced. Is, it- oh, my <laughs> goodness. is that still? How did I missed
1: that. Sorry, I've been going switching between my lists. Yes, persuasion machines. All right. This originally premiered in Sundance 2020. And then was scheduled to play with us in 2020 as well afterwards. And then has never played anywhere else since then, once the pandemic hit. And so, you know, it's more relevant today than ever, right? So it's about all of the connected devices and all of the smart stuff that connects our worlds to, for us and for everyone else also. Um, So that one, I was... Instantly excited to be able to show that because of how the relevance for it has grown and grown and grown, and literally only a handful of people ever saw it in Sundance 2020. That's it. So
0: yeah, I saw it, and I'm glad that it's going to have more airing because it's talking about surveillance capitalism essentially and creating an embodied experience of that. So always happy to see as many artists as possible cover that as a topic because in my mind it's one of the the key. And one of the co-directors is also one of the co-directors of The Great Hack, which is a Netflix documentary. So building upon that documentary ideas and investigating the social media and surveillance capitalism. So very well done. Happy to see it again, actually. So looking forward to see if they updated it or just to experience it again. But you were about to go into some other social programs that I guess have been announced more recently, some of the prototypes, and maybe you could get into some of the other experiences and aspects that you have either as part of the spotlight or maybe as an adjunct to the overall program?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, in the past, we've done several different types of iterations of this, where we've been able to take like a handful of prototypes, give them a space in the floor, and then give them also an opportunity to speak about it in our conference. These are the projects of the future. And so it's always fun when you're able to give them that opportunity to meet new investors, meet new collaborators of all sorts. Like, I won't go into all of them, but some very big successful projects that have gone through over the past five years that have been made and, you know, been very successful across the festival landscape actually started their life here in this type of program that we've done across several years. So this year, we're going to have five prototypes on the floor. They are all going to be able to speak in the conference as well, connecting with XR Summit, which will take place on the Monday and Tuesday, the 14th and 15th. I won't get too deep into these because, you know, these are early projects that I really just want people to come see, learn more about, and see if they can find their next collaborators to help push these through to the next level. But we're going to have a project called Future Rights, a project called Acorn, a project called Alone Together, and a project called Gloaming, and then Radio Ghost. And these are also going to be kind of across the spectrum, different types of apps, some audio stuff, as well as VR, some live performance you will be able to experience some of these early versions on the floor, including the live performance piece. So that's, again, you know, going back, that's our second live performance piece, actually, is part of the program, which we're excited to have. So do come out, do check those out. You can find out more information about them online. You can find out even more information about them at their sessions. I do believe it's actually one of our first sessions on Monday, the 14th. And that's where you'll be able to learn all about those and this year we've worked with several different groups on doing this this year it's called uk and canadian immersive exchange and it's really all about co-productions between two countries it's like countries coming together to help produce new art and help support these artists in new ways so that was kind of the direction we took on this one this year
0: quick follow-up on the prototypes i know that like venice Film festival and the xr portions, they have a parallel track of the market or the projects that are in development that are seeking funding. And so is this kind of a similar thing where the prototypes are things that are not quite finished yet, but are still in development. Is South by Southwest moving into more of a development track or is this things that you just wanted to feature that you thought was interesting and just to get more attention to things that need finishing funds or whatnot?
1: Yeah, we don't have a true market actually, which is kind of a one different thing, but because Those are so helpful and we're all like literally our primary goal at South by Southwest is to help creatives of all types achieve their goals and making that art is a huge component of that for so many people. But this is kind of our way in the XR side of things to go there. It's not a true market, but it's our mini version and that opportunity for those people with these projects in the works, yeah, to grab finishing funds or to meet new collaborators to like tweak or finish or evolve it to the next phase.
0: Okay. And I see that each of these are all listed as the XR experience program at congressional ballroom. So I'm assuming that yeah. these are all the competition spotlight and prototypes are all mashed together. Is there any way that you differentiate them on the floor as people go and see them? Or is it pretty undifferentiated as you go and see any project? It's hard. It's to pretty
1: know. undifferentiated. And it's actually, we build it in a different way. It's like one day I, I hope you come to me and be like, oh, I've noticed this. I've noticed this. We want it to make sense when you go through, but we also want a sense of discovery. Just like a lot of times on the VR chat side and on the virtual side, right? So we build an exploration. So much of social VR is about exploration. We kind of do the same thing on the floors, is, is to create this like flow for people to explore and evolve and find new projects that they maybe wouldn't have just like searched out, right? So they'll go to one piece they're like, I know I want this. And then they'll be surrounded by these others that like spark interest for one reason or another. Super exciting for this year, I think. I'm super excited. We start building on Thursday. I'm so excited for it.
0: (laughs) Okay. So there's gonna be all the creators are building out their installations and everything. And that's I guess one of the things that I've noticed. A lot of the different festivals have put a lot of effort in building out installations. And Southwest Southwest has kind of been in the middle sometimes. People go Mm -hmm. all out and building the full on installations, and sometimes it just is just a booth for people to walk in and go into the experience. So I don't know if you have a a range of approaches that people have been taking in terms of trying to create a magic circle before you go into the experience to create a a full-on installation.
1: Yeah. You know, we are always like across the board, we leave it up to the artists because so many artists have different ideas of how they want to engage with their project. But one thing that we always do say is like, in some form or fashion, try and engage the audience outside of the headset. Cause there's so much time, you know, waiting and, and South by is different in that we don't do like time slots where people are like getting their tickets and then coming in. It's like, our doors are open to our whole audience. And sometimes our audience is just there to like walk through and, and you know, soak it in. And so, but it's up to each artist. Sometimes they want that mystery. Sometimes they want a little less. And sometimes it's just like, a new artist, right? So they've never done this before and it's their first experience. And so they're going to come here and they're going to learn about it. So it's all about mixing that range of artists and where they're at in their experience as well. And so that's a lot of the difference you're seeing is that.
0: Yeah, I guess that's a good point because I remember going into say Tribeca where they have a system where you get an hour or two or, or sometimes two and a half hours to be able to go in and it's kind of a free for all. You go in there and everybody's like going in to try to like pre-register for different stuff. And sometimes you can go in and miss a lot of the stuff that you really wanted to see. But so there's trade-offs between the different ways yeah. of trying to balance that. And the good thing about the Southwest Southwest is that if you really, really, really want to see something, you can wait in line. I remember there was an experience about Mars that was a couple of years oh, yeah. ago. that was People were lined up for almost the entire day to go <laughs> through that. And it was pretty remarkable for them to, yeah. to just wait just to see that one experience. But yeah, people so I guess,
1: early in the morning for that one.
0: Yeah, get up early. So I guess the combination of the runtime and how many seats per the booth, you can say it in terms of one, two, four, or multiple will dictate how fast people will be building. And
1: I will say this. So like we do have a system where in our system, like you come in in the morning and you can sign up for your slots and then you can come back and you can leave and come back. But then we're also going to have these waitlist lines. And so that's kind of how that it's like a dual system. And so it works kind of both ways where you don't have to necessarily wait in line all day for a 20 minute piece. But then sometimes if it's worth it for you, you can, and you can get in that way. So it's not like it's sold out necessarily all the time. And usually it's worked out pretty well. It's worked out pretty well.
0: Oh, okay. So people should come up early then. You should come early.
1: You should come early. It'll be open from 11 till six on the 13th, 14th and 15th.
0: Oh, okay. So then it sounds like the online portion is going to be running even longer then.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so that's one of the things I'm super excited about is giving people that extra opportunity to see some stuff that they may have missed.
0: Okay. So South by Southwest is coming back and still the pandemic is ongoing. I guess numbers are improving around, but maybe you could just briefly speak about some of the different COVID precautions that you're taking in order to create a safe space for people to gather from basically around the world, pandemic's still happening. So what are the ways in which that you're trying to keep this experience as safe as possible?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we have been constantly in touch with our local health authorities and we have created a very comprehensive COVID safety plan that you can find on our website. And we have been evolving that as we move through and as we go through. But to attend South by Southwest, you need to either be vaccinated or you can choose to have regular testing. That period of testing you can find on our website. We'll also be requiring masks inside of our venues, across our hotels and convention center and theaters as well. So, Again, check out the website, check out our COVID policies, and, you know, we keep those up to date regularly, regularly updating, so.
0: Okay. I'll definitely check all that out before I make my own way to Austin. I guess South By has always got multiple things going on with the film and music and interactive. That's pretty similar this time that usually the music stuff is the big thing that's usually second, and then the first part with the film interactive and the immersive shows that you have are going to be the first part, and then the second part is like the regular music festival.
1: And then also check out because we actually like one of the ways we extended it, the immersive work is we actually are doing several exciting projects in the XR experience world in that second half as well. So it's like the expo will close down after the 15th, but then we're going to do some dome shows afterwards. We're going to have some more parties, mostly more music based stuff as well, but it'll be a lot of fun.
0: And I don't know if you or other folks at South by have been tracking some of the live music scene within places like VR chat, but it'd be cool to see at some point in the future, these shows that have been taking place within these virtual worlds, but somehow featured at the music festival portion, because there have been quite a lot of interesting, a lot of club scene DJs, but also like live music that's been experimented with within VR chat, which has been quite a a growing and vibrant scene. So I don't know if it's at the same scale of things that be programmed as a musician at South by Southwest, but I imagine at some point in the future, we'll be having bands that are maybe playing primarily within VR, but are being featured at South by. I think that would be cool to get there at some point.
1: I definitely see a future where that could be the case as well.
0: Well, I guess as we start to wrap up, I'm just curious if there's any themes or things that tie this all together when you think about this program this year and if there's any stories or if you see it as an additional incremental progression and innovation, or if there's other things that were standing out for you when you're looking at this year's program.
1: You know, it's funny cause we we're just talking about music, but there's a evolution in musicians coming into the space and figuring out new ways to show their work and then audio itself, right? Just how audio has evolved. That's a theme that kind of evolved as well. And then also just like history, right? There's just so many of these like historical pieces, whether it's about the history of individual history or about, overarching history you know like genesis or something like that you know and found i like so those were a couple of themes that came out but also we don't really program to the themes it's just like sometimes just stuff emerges as you go through it all you know so it's just those were definitely some of the a couple of the things that popped out but across the spectrum i guess <laughs> of art and theme throughout it i would say across the program
0: so Awesome. And and for you, what do you see as the ultimate potential of virtual reality, augmented reality, and immersive storytelling? And what it might be able to enable? Uh, That's
1: such a big question. Um, (laughs) So I think that actually like a theme, I will say a theme across all the South by Southwest this year is actually like the metaverse and what people currently think that is and currently think that that will be. I have a different take on that. And I think that With AR, VR, it's actually going to blend all of our reality, right? And how we can use it in so many different ways to help deepen art, help deepen storytelling. And it's funny, I'm excited about Mirror Shot, right? And how they blend reality, right? From the real to the like half real, half VR to the full VR, right? And to see that. But I think that that is just like an early version of what the immersive arts will be doing and how it will be evolving and enhancing our whole world experience and our whole reality. And that's kind of what I see. The true metaverse will be actually the blending of all of these different layers of digital reality on top of our current reality. And I think it can help in so many different ways from connecting people who could not be connected before, connecting thought, helping those who struggle in different ways. So I think that's a good additive to our future.
0: Very cool. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that Mirror Shot premiere on uh, Monday the 14th. And um, two quick shout outs. I think I mentioned briefly that Nani De La Pena is going to be inducted into the South by Southwest Hall of Fame. Yeah. And also Celine Tricot, who is an immersive VR director of both Sand Ladies VR, but also The Key, that one yeah. at Rebecca Storiescapes, as well as at Venice. And she's also a LARPer, so I'm very curious <laughs> to hear about her live action role play I've seen lots of photos of her in different costumes on her Facebook, but just to hear her take on how she thinks of immersive storytelling and being a lucid dreamer, but also thinking about the medium of story when it comes to these immersive experiences, and especially the live action role play, I think is going to be a pretty key part as we move forward. And I'm really looking forward to hearing her keynote at South by Southwest. I'm really glad that she got curated to be able to do that as well. Yeah, thank
1: you so much for mentioning that. I really appreciate that. We're so excited to have her. She's just a force we reckon with. And she's constantly evolving what she's doing, her projects and the way she's evolving them. And like, now she's working on a game studio, like all of this and all through a social good lens as well. She's just like doing so much for the medium. And I'm super excited that she's going to be our keynote. She'll be on Monday, the 14th as well at 1 PM.
0: Right. Is there anything else that's left unsaid that you'd like to say to the immersive community?
1: I cannot wait to see y'all both in person and virtually. And get
0: your headsets ready. Let's go. Awesome. Well, Blake, thanks so much for joining me here on the podcast. And I'll relist the dates uh, in my wrap up because I don't have them all on the top of my head, but it's coming up here this weekend. And there's going to be a difference between the online portion and the physical portion. So the physical portion is going to be actually a little shorter, but if you do have a headset, so it'll be, it sounds like from March 12th to March 20th or so somewhere in that time frame within the next week. And then over the weekend, when it comes to the physical showing that's at the congressional ballroom at South by Southwest. So look in, very in much the Fairmont
1: hotel. It. Sorry. We meant to say that. I meant to say that earlier. It's all in the Fairmont hotel.
0: Awesome. The Fairmont hotel. All right. Well, looking forward to getting back to some of my physical conference coverage, um, checking out all the latest and greatest of XR and immersive storytelling at South by Southwest. And I guess I'll see you next week at the uh, end of the week and at South by in Austin and looking forward to seeing other folks online when, in the metaverse. Thanks Thanks so much,
1: Kent. Look forward to it.
0: So that was Blake Kamendiener. He's the Senior Manager for Film Festival Programming and XR and Film at South by Southwest. And he's overseeing all the different XR Experience Exhibition and XR Worlds. So I've a number of different takeaways about this interview is that, first of all, well, if you're like me and trying to get a sense of what's happening at South by Southwest, this is a great overview of all the different events and the actual experiences and all the associated events. There's actually a press release that got released called XR Experience World Unveiled for South by Southwest 2022. That press release actually links off to all of the information that is available for South by Southwest. I'm also going to be mirroring a lot of those links within this post down below, so if you want to get a quick hit of both the links to the XR experience competition and XR experience spotlight and all the different special events and the different talks that are happening and the keynotes like both the Celine Tricart as well as the one that's from Neil Stevenson is actually happening on Wednesday, March 16th at 1 p.m but all sorts of other events and programs that are happening everything from the nft gallery to different vr chat events the dome experiences there's a number of different concerts room has actually been doing a lot of really amazing innovation within vr chat and i highly recommend the schedule to check those out it does look like if you do want access to this the lowest cost is like 519 dollars, but you're getting lots of other stuff that's aside from the xr if you're only interested in the xr stuff probably not worth it but there's also like the online films and access to the talks and music shows and so there's lots of other stuff that's happening there that goes above and beyond just the access to the XR program and if you do want to get access to over half of the different experiences then it's a good way I'm looking forward to checking out the vast I haven't had a chance to see it yet it is interesting to see the online experiences actually opening before the physical version there's going to be access to 18 of the different experiences on vast starting on march 12th and going all the way to march 20th and the version that's happening in physical reality is only happening march 13th 14th and 15th that's only three days and that's on the third floor of the fairmont hotel of the congressional ballroom so kind of a short run when it comes to the xr program but there's going to be more of an extended run online so i'm going to be very curious to see what those dozen or so experiences that are not made available and be sure to prioritize those because you'll be able to have access to the ones if you have access to a PC VR rig to be able to jump into the vast and get access to the downloads and there's actually three of those experiences that are released on oculus like paper birds surviving 9/11, and goliath are all available so you can actually check those out right now if you'd like to all great experiences if you hadn't had a chance to check them out yet. So I'm excited to be there as a juror, along with Nani De La Pena and Lauren Hammonds, just to be able to check out the dozen experiences and helping to discuss what the latest innovations, both from an artistic expression, but also storytelling and all the, just using the affordances of VR in a new and different way, or just in a way that's particularly effective. So like I said, there's no like objective way of figuring that out. So it'll be interesting to have those discussions with the other jurors to talk through a lot of those things. And yeah, lots of different other experiences that are there, there's 21 different experiences in the spotlight, including the new program that I'm not sure if I've noticed this before, but the prototypes, the ones that are still in development and to get a sense of some of the project, including one of those is a live performance. Uh, The other live performance is the Gumball Dreams, which I'm looking forward to seeing the latest from the Ferryman Collective. And yeah, the other really big things that I'm looking forward to actually is the mirror shot that's happening on that Monday, March 14th. There's a, a number of different shows that are happening at the Hideout Theater, which is at 617 Congress Avenue, just to see what Roman Rappac has been able to do with blending like a live music performance with a virtual reality experience. And so to hear the live music but be seeing different virtual representations. Also very much worth checking out the latest innovations like Oxymore from Jean-Michel Jarre and the team at Vroom which has been doing lots of really amazing stuff when it comes to these immersive music videos you actually walk through a number of different spaces it's like a world hopping type of experience where you're walking through these different virtual worlds while listening to the latest album from Jean-Michel Jari which I think is coming out in September so it's a bit of a sneak peek of his latest music there's also Minotaur Dreams of a Lunatic another Vroom produced piece and as well as uh, some other 360 video dome experiences are actually being shown within VR chat interestingly enough because Dome experiences require a lot of space, and if they don't have the space, it could start to offload some of those things within a virtual reality environment. So there's actually a special events listing of all those different events. Very much looking forward to the keynote by Celine Tricart on Monday, March 14th, just to hear what she has to say. That is going to be recorded, so I may actually catch that as a recording because that'll be made available for people who are attendees to be able to watch some of those talks afterwards because there's not a lot of time actually when it comes to the different experiences and I'll probably end up focusing on doing interviews there, but I hope to catch that talk and maybe catch up with Celine as well so hopefully that gives you a nice overview of the different program this year some of the trends also just talking about the things that they're looking for in terms of programming these different experiences storytelling is a pretty big theme i'd say but one of the things that blake said is also ways that they're expanding the form depending on whatever the context is in this case there seem to be a lot more music related experiences that are programmed this year and so i'm really looking forward to seeing what the latest innovations for music representation like i said this team at vroom and what michelle Jarre and what they're doing i mean that's probably if you're remote that'd be one of the things i'd highly recommend checking out just to see the latest of what's happening with kind of blending this world exploration within vr chat within music it's what i've seen at least uh, some of the most innovative and cutting-edge stuff their piece that they did at the notre dame was i think visually and aesthetically doing a lot of really innovations when it comes to like projection mapping on the lights and everything but in terms of just using the medium of vr to be able to walk around and to be embodied Some of the stuff that they're doing is some of the most cutting edge stuff that I've seen out there so far. So definitely check that out. And uh, yeah, if you are going to be out South by Southwest, give me a shout out. I'll be there from March 11th to the 16th, and I'll be mostly focusing on all the different XR related stuff, trying to check out all the different experiences and then talk to the different creators and yeah, just participate in all the XR community there. So that's all that I have for today, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to the Voices of VR podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast, then please do spread the word to your friends, and consider becoming a member of the Patreon. This is a listener-supported podcast, and I do rely upon donations from people like yourself in order to continue bringing this coverage. So you can become a member and donate today at patreon.com/slash Voices of VR. Thanks for listening.